This is what? Hard to swallow. Gross. She should have put him back on the rack. You cannot talk to me. Hi, Swallows. Welcome back to Hard to Swallow Podcast. I'm your host, Emery Lavelle J, on Instagram and Twitter as H-I-Emery. And now you can add a J at the end for my Twitter followers, because I <laughs> motherfucking block in for life. <laughs> for life. And I'm joined here today, of course, with some Negroes <laughs> I know. And I have some block for life. And I have some, and I have a theory about that. But, you know. <laughs> what's joining me now is Lyrical Mar on Instagram and Twitter as Lyrical Mar, also known as Mar. What's hey, story? guys. What's my story today? <laughs> what's your story about me getting lost? Tell me a story. I'll tell you, you already know my story. I think somebody did it on purpose. <laughs> Possibly. They'll get you any way they can, won't they? Because they can never get me in person. And also joining me is Lindsay Wagner on Instagram and Twitter as Lynn's Wag. Hello, everyone. We're back. Like I never left. Like <laughs> I never left. <laughs> yes. I can't help it. Yeah, we're back and we're doing the show. Um, we will be back on Ballroom Throwback television to do a live show soon but right now we have to take it back to just us three with the family yes so also i want to make a few <laughs> announcements so um i want to say congratulations and i'm hoping i'm saying her name right congratulations to javicia leslie yay yes so according to e online she has been cast as the new batwoman for the show that woman. Okay. This comes As she after should. Ruby Rose departed from the role. Mm-hmm. She looks like a she looks like a nice girl. I can't wait for her to prove so me wrong. Pretty. Come on, modern day um what's her name? Uh the original black cat woman. Um Eartha Eartha Kitt. Kitt. Eartha Kitt. No, 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 she Eartha. was a cat woman. There was no. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, I'm saying, that was Catwoman. <laughs> that was Catwoman. Yeah, this is Batwoman. This is Batwoman, and that, now we have Catwoman. Batwoman is a rarity. So she's beat. Right. I, I was actually surprised that they they moved forward with a black character, especially after coming from a literally a white blue eyed character. Listen, this is the time, honey. This is, this the, is time. the time. This is the motherfucking <laughs> time. No, okay. I'm, I'm all right with it. <laughs> yep. If any of that I'll, stuff is going to happen, it's going to happen right now. And yeah. speaking of first to do it and the first black, um, Joy Reid. Uh, we spoke about it last week, but her show, The Readout, will debut July 20th, weeknights on MSNBC. <laughs> Work, Joy. This is not a surprise. Come on through. Exactly. I'm ready. So I'm um, ready. that is <clears throat> next Monday for those who are wondering. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sleep. I go to bed early now. 
I just love how Joy Reid is always so unbothered. I, I love it. I literally love it. <laughs> I mean, and it's he all will tell face. you off with the straightest face. Yeah, she's unbothered. Literally. She got one of those faces like, baby, let me let me keep it cute for she Yeah, like, let here. me keep it cute, but let me let you know what time it really is. <laughs> okay. Resting what? Resting face. Okay. Nah. Yeah. I love it. I aspire to have that face one day. I'm gonna have it when I'm about 30, maybe 40. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna aim for 40. You okay? Luna <laughs> moves. <laughs> All right, I got some hot topics that I gotta get right to. All right, y'all remember Christian Cooper? The guy from the Central Park? Yeah, so, I for those who don't remember, he was the guy that recorded um, this dog walker, um, this lady by the name of Amy. Amy was, Cooper. Yeah, she's a Cooper too. Amy Cooper. Ain't that some they shit? Can, they can Ain't both some shit? together. It was, <laughs> Ain't that together. some motherfucking shit? Hanging <coughs> with Mr. Poop. and Mrs. Cooper. <laughs> right. Well, after that whole situation and then blown up and it was on TV and he did interviews and all of this, comes to find out he will not be cooperating with Manhattan DA prosecution to pursue further charges, should I say. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about this? I'll start with you, Lindsay. Well, I'm kind of not surprised. You know, he's one of those Docile <laughs> Negroes, you know, soft and kind, or however it goes. Um, I think he's one of those um, educated bourgeois blacks that think their education and their breeding will insulate them from matters such as these. And, you know, of course, there's this still, it still remains, there's this, you know, well, she suffered enough. She lost her job. She lost her dog temporarily. This, that, you know. And I guess for him, you know, that that's too much of a cost for her to bear already. And anything else would just be, you know, a moot point, I guess. That was um, his whole narrative. Like, yeah. she's she already paid a steep price for everything already. She has paid nothing. And I doubt very highly that if the shoe were on the other foot, she would be taking it so, so easy. She would prosecute your dumb black ass to the fullest extent <laughs> of the law. Um, this is the thing. Um, someone needs to be held accountable. Like, the criminalization of black men didn't just start yesterday. Okay? I keep telling people... Um, if you really think about certain things, like the 13th Amendment, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But that, that amendment, it looked good on the surface, but guess what? That's what really started the criminalization of Black men in this, in, in this country and the prison system. Because, you know, Juneteenth? There was a June fucking 20th. And after that, when they freed all the blacks, it was basically like, well, 
all of y'all are free, but they ain't have nowhere to go. So they started arresting them for vagrancy, for loitering. The criminalization of black men started a long time ago, and that white bitch knew what she was doing. Exactly. She was using the police force as her own personal cavalry. Right. Which could have resulted in his imminent death. And I guess, you know, that ain't enough of an impetus for him to make an example out of this bitch. And this is why the complacency, the fucking, you know, you know, black people and their, you know, our willingness to be respectable in their eyes will always do us in. That's all I got to say about it. He ain't doing it. He, he says, he will not be involved, but if the prosecutor wants to do do what, you know, he needs to do, then he can do that. And I hope he does. I hope the bitch has made an example. The police are not your personal security, bitch. You knew what you were doing. It could have resulted in a man's death. Right. <clears throat> That's well, how serious yeah. it is. That's how serious it is for black men out here, for black people out here. Calling the cops, calling the cops on us, that e in invokes a different emotion in black people. Fear is, is putting it lightly. What do you think, Will Kumar? All I said was black people are too forgiving. And I think we are. Over the years, black people have been too forgiving. This is another situation. I agree with everything Lindsay said, though. And black people are too forgiving in this moment. To me, if he wants to know why he should move forward, all he should do is just watch the video again. Because the part where she was on the phone and they didn't really, I felt like they didn't, weren't responding the way she wanted to. That's when she started acting like she was being strangled and tortured and, you know. So that, to me, is the part that really would make me just go ahead and move forward. I understand what he's talking about, talking about she suffered enough. I understand what he's saying. But if you want to watch that video again, and I bet you'll want to move forward with pressing charges on her, because she knew what the fuck she was doing, and she wouldn't have gave a fuck what happened to you, so I'm upset with him. I'm disappointed. I don't think it's the right message. I think it's the wrong time for him to be taking it easy on her. I think anything that happens to her, she deserves it. And that's it. And that's all. I'm disappointed. Just, I'm disappointed as well. I just think that the malevolence of her actions is being severely downplayed and minimized. And he's not even really, um, you know, swinging back to the point that Lindsay made. He's not even really taking into account that my life was on the line and I could have not seen the next day to even have the option to make this decision to move forward or not. You know, it's not that simple. It's not so, um, I, I don't know how he just so easily walks away from this. And I think that 
even though he may not want to get involved, you have the choice right now to um, play a bigger role. And women being reprimanded and serving time for doing shit like this. I think they're actually starting to talk about, I think a bill was passed in California, actually, um, specifically for people that call the police, wrongfully calling the police and reporting crimes. I think it's called like the Karen Act. <laughs> I got to look more into it. But yeah, it's just shit like that. I, but I do want to be very, very clear because I read something that um, Preston Mitchum said, um, and he said that victims have the right to decide what they want to do with their abusers, um, and the people that have done them wrong. And it is their choice. We've all probably had someone in our lives that's done us wrong criminally, and we didn't do anything. And, and, so, and that's uh, fine. And that's fine. But that's not the point here. I think that that doesn't apply here. I think this is one time that this doesn't apply. Um, I'm sorry, that's just my opinion. I, I understand what he's saying right there. But in this moment, we need him to use her as an example. Like, the video that he got, he needs to be in that same mind frame as right now. His mind frame was, I'm, this is for everyone if to If I know. was in his shoes, I, I too would have, I would have been helping the DA. Like, no, she needs to, need to be locked in. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, you know, the same yeah. thing like um, the young man's brother who hung the, the white bitch that killed his um, brother. His brother, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to vilify Mr. Cooper, but I am going to acknowledge certain things about what this may, um, you know, demonstrate to other yeah. black men. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. You are and, negating and white people. Exactly. He is actually by not prosecuting this woman to the fullest extent of the law, he is complicit with the, the narrative that black lives don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's bigger than you. His black life, you're telling you're telling the world that your black life doesn't mean much. And she suffered yeah. enough. She suffered enough. She just lost her job. That's not really suffering, by the way. She She's going to collect the $1,100 unemployment, ain't she? <laughs> she got her dog back. Boys. Where's the fucking suffering? Yeah, she should have got that dog back. Yeah, she should have got that dog back. Somebody dropped the ball at PETA, but I guess they're selected too. Yeah, because she was strangling the poor thing. Like I said, she will be fine. Yeah. In my victim She suffered voice. enough. She will still be fine. This is what I mean about day. black men so willing to die on a cross for white women. They can't <sighs> be harmed. They can't suffer but so much. They can't. They just can't take it. Ugh. Um, I don't know what to say about that one. Mm-hmm. 
enjoy your porridge inside of your cabin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Porridge. And I like porridge. Okay. I like porridge. Porridge. Fucking <laughs> Goldilocks. <laughs> okay. I'm so mad. I'm so mad at him. Anyways, Mac, let me put on my um Mr. Cooper glasses. <laughs> Mr. Cooper glasses. Oh yeah, y'all can't. And you see know him. what? As a black gay man, like he just lost on all counts. You're black yeah, and you're him, gay, girl. and this is what you're doing. Yeah, sir. Uh, sir. So much I could say about it. I even want to have a show one day about. Certain certain men and women, when they get to a certain level in their education, they 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 stop believing in racism and they start to believe that everything is classism. Without realizing, how do you really separate the fucking two if you really consider the history of this country? Sure. And so that's why those folks will never get respect for me. And racism always has a, a way of snaking its way through classes. Very closely parallel. They are. How the fuck? How? I don't have time. Nope. <coughs> um, now, stepping away from my anger, now I'm going to open up my heart. I want to talk about Glee Star. Um, Naya Rivera. Um, she is still missing after her trip in Ventura, California. The authority says they still have not found her body, and they said it can take up to 10 days for her body to actually surface. Wow. Uh, um, her son was found alone on a boat in the middle of Lake Peru, and that was on Wednesday the 9th. I'm sorry, the 8th of July. Uh, many, the surprising thing to me and all of this, first of all, I want to say to the family of Ms. Rivera, you know, I'm with you, I stand with you, uh, my condolences. But through all of this madness, I've seen a lot of people more focused on creating some type of conspiracy or glee cast curse. That has been trending on social media. It's a curse on the cast because um, two people do precede her and passing away from the cast. And then not only did two pass away, I think another person, like their boyfriend died or something like that. Yeah. Like, um, that should be the least of your concerns and worries to me. What, what happened to the humanity? <laughs> Um, Lyrical Mar, do you have any words to share from this Ferrero? I'm heartbroken because I kind of like Nara Rivera and also the story of her son just being alone on the boat. I mean, he slightly kind of knows what happened. I don't think he put it in words yet. That's the heartbreaking part for me. Um, and... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wish I could hope I say, I wish I could say, I hope she's alive, but they said she's presumed dead. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I don't know. I feel like he really doesn't know. And that's the part that hurts the most because 
I mean, he said she went in the water and she didn't come back in the boat. But the part that's unclear to me was he was he out of the water too? Were they both out of the water or was it just her? You know, that's the part that, <clears throat> aside from the conspiracies, I'm thinking, was this on purpose? Like, why did you get out of the boat? There's no reason to get out of a boat unless you're both getting out of the boat. Well, why would you get out of the boat and he stays in the boat? There's no reason to me why that would happen. If he drops something out of the boat or if she drops something, they can get a new one. So I just wonder about it. And um, I hope that the only there are more answers. Known are the answers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I the hate that, knows. you know, I hate that um, sensationalism, you know, is a part of this story, especially with the curse and then people bringing up, you know, a, a lot of her past shit. None of that stuff is irrelevant. All of that stuff is irrelevant. Um, it's just, it is heartbreaking. Um her son was said to have his life vest on, but they found the other life vest on the boat. So I'm only assuming that she didn't have her life vest on. No. Um, it just the whole thing about it just seems very so spooky. Oh, that's so exactly eerie, the word I was gonna use. <laughs> so eerie. And the thought of that baby being there alone on the stillness of the water is just frightening to me. It really is. It's weird. Water is a, you know, a beautiful thing. It, you know, it can, it can fortify, but it can also destroy. It's a powerful force, water. Um, another thing that caught me off guard was, did you guys see Todd Mari's um, open love letter confessing how he was still in love with her? Who? No. Taj Mari. Really? Oh, they have a long history. They apparently, he said that she was his first love, first intimacy, first Wow. Uh, I, now this I didn't know. I believe he said all of these things, don't quote me. Um, and then they broke up. And, you know, that was hard, but then they reconciled and they've been close ever since. They've known each other for a long time. And he said something along the lines that, you know, uh, you know, I wish I could have said this while you were here, but I was kind of still clinging on to hope that one day we probably would still work something out and become a thing again. And I just hate to see that things like this have to happen where you give some we don't give people their roles as while they're here. Um, it's kind of one of those situations. But yeah. at the same time, I can't, I'm not mad at Todd, I'm not. It's just sucks. Right. It sucks. Well, is she still married or she did she, was she in the process of divorce, divorcing this current husband? Or I don't know what her marital status was or it, well, currently. I'm not sure either. Um, I know she got arrested um, like last year sometime for fucking him up. Like, you know, Naya was known for being violent. Naya was the type of girl that would you would come outside and your tires were slashed. <laughs> she was that girl. 
Word. I want to say that she's single, but I could be wrong. I thought so. Anyway, um, yeah, it sucks. Um, again, I send love to all of the family members and friends. Yes, condolences. Yeah, and especially to the son, the little baby yeah. boy. The little baby boy. Oh, and he's so cute, little peanut. And their last picture was on the boat. And it's mm-hmm. the sweetest picture ever. It's yeah. so intimate. It's beautiful. Oh. Haunting. All right. So I want to also talk about another baby, Will and Jada, and August Alcina. <laughs> 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 the baby being August. <laughs> so Will and Jada finally did their sit down on the red table talk to respond to August's um declaration of love for Mr. <laughs> Pinkett Smith. And I don't know about y'all, but I got exactly what I expected. <laughs> in every sense of the word. You know, um, well, no. Only thing that may have caught me off guard from that um, that show was Will Smith not letting her, you know, get away with certain things. You know, I thought it was just going to be this easily uh, publicity, like, very strategic interview of words no, they kept it all the way real up in there. He, Wilson said some shit like, at one point, I thought I was never going to speak to you again. Very Libra Virgo. It was like a classic clash of the Titans, Libra Virgo situation. It was poetry and motion to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think about it, Lindsay? Well... You know, I thought it was a beautiful conversation. I really did. Um, Two masters of the game. August Alcina had no dog in the race. What he thought he was going to do backfired because you just not a G. And we're going to talk about what he did later with a Miss Kiki Palmer, which further adds to that theory. You're not a G. You're a fuck nigga. And I can admit certain things. Like, yes, Jada Pinkett was looking for something, but it was really more so about her self-discovery, about her issues in relation to her relationship with her husband. You know? And the fact that they were so... um transparent in that way and so vulnerable about that aspect of their relationship was a beautiful thing for black people and people all over to see especially people who have been in long-term relationships and marriages it's not Mm -hmm. a game it takes so much work you're constantly learning things about yourself when she said 
I didn't even think you had the emotional, like the the bandwidth to love me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they said it at the very end. It was a like, it was just a well, beautiful conversation. Doing? And it had nothing really to do with August. It wasn't even about him. It was nope. about the, their discovery of who they were as people in relationship with each other. And that was the lesson in that. Um, August was anecdotal, as he should have been. It happened a few years ago. I don't know. We all know he specifically talked about this because, number one, he's, a, he's probably upset. He was in love with her. I get it. It didn't work out. Understand that. He's a young man. Jada is an older woman. She was helping him. She was nurturing him as well as probably as well as fucking him. And we know what probably that did to his <laughs> psyche. However, <laughs> this is some grown woman shit. And August, you ain't grown. And that's why no. she had to throw you back in the water. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Lyrical Mar? Did we you watch it? first. I did watch it. I watched all twelve minutes of it, mm. and I had some observations. Um, the first observation is, as a person who's pretty good with body language, will seem you know hurt and angry behind the situation, sitting in that chair. For me. Um, I thought that there was a lot more that he could have said. I thought he got her on a few things, and that was fine. Um, but I saw more in him. I saw more hurt in him than I think was in her. That's one observation. Two, I, <clears throat> I mean, Jada's healing process is very interesting. Um, it's very much of a... This is what happened, and now we're here. I mean, at the end of the day, I said to myself, all these people live for it, so y'all like it, I love it. But in my opinion, it's not really a healthy or accurate way for most couples to get through life, um, the, the bad marriage for life quote at the end was like, I think that was a joke. A little. That was a I, joke. Yeah, I, I, understand what, <laughs> I understand that that was a joke, but was it? <laughs> was it I don't know well I don't view it I don't view it as positive for black people in relationships as others do to me it was a situation where um there was a lot of avoiding accountability um but for the sake of you go through shit in marriage and that's how it is well, um I I mean that's just my observation of it it's okay, you know, like I said, y'all like it, I love it, but for me, I, well, I'm, you not don't love it, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit there, I'm not going to sit there and applaud. <laughs> you don't love I, it. I mean, to me, it's fine, like, they're not living the same lifestyle that other people are living in. I think it's a little unrealistic, uh-huh, because they're rich. They have a huge, they have a huge humble abode. If she's getting tired of him, if he's getting tired of her, they can escape each true. other. Well, listen, not, here's the thing. 
I don't. I don't. Agree with I that. think it's easier for them to have that arrangement than. I don't think. I don't think there's any arrangement now. Oh, okay. To you, to me, there's still some arrangement going on there, especially mm -hmm. in the moment where it was a tit for tat, and it was like, oh, I think you've already. And he was going, oh, you know, you're probably right. I've already. Most people can't really handle that kind of exchange. Let's be honest. What they have is on another level. It's easier to get there when you're rich as fuck and being connected to that person makes you more rich as fuck. No Not shit. I think it's about the money. I think it's about well, the communication. It's about I, the comfort. Let me tell it's you about something. the comfort. I'm a the the thing about it is, no, listen, please let me finish. These are just my observations. For me, most people can't deal with the arrangement they have and the fact that they're able to joke about mistakes that they've made. It, you know, it's something, I guess, to um, aspire to in a way, but at the same time, it's like, bitch, some people don't want that. And some people can't handle that. So I'm glad she got away with it. You know, I think that parts of the conversation were a little bit selective, like, Oh, this happened years ago. Well, we still have to hear about you lusting over Tupac's dick, you know, years later, too. We have to talk about that, even though it was years ago. But somebody can't be still in love with you years ago, or somebody can't still have hurt feelings from a couple years ago. I mean, it's just, it's just very convenient. But I'm glad that she was able to spin her narrative. I mean, you know, she's Jada Smith. So it's going to be, I'm going to go on my show say it the way I want to say it, and I'm going to have my husband here to support me because he needs to, so he better be there. And they were successful. That was my applause. Can we add some, can we add some fake applause to that later in the editing part? <laughs> well, it you was, don't it was, love it. Was it was a great, I don't love it. I just, well, I'd like to add and say, you know, I, I, there are several things that stood out to me. I like the fact that she said that they don't have any secrets between them, and I think that's really cool. It's aspirational in the fact that there are a lot of Black folks that have been married for over 30 years, over 20 years, and yeah. a lot of people share their story. I am a product of two people that, have been that had been married before their deaths almost 40 years. There's a lot that goes into a marriage. And everyday people get couples therapy every day and work through problems like drug abuse, infidelity. I mean, the list, go, the list goes on. You name it. All kinds of shit. They are not unique in that because they're rich. People do it every day. People fight to be in, you know, and sometimes there, there are a lot of couples that after 20, years or so they end up in divorce when you're worth when you're worth more with someone and when you're and when you have reasons to be staying in relationships people do it just like they go through just like they go through shit on a normal level yeah, but all, they go through I shit mean, on a rich level it's not so really it's contingent easier. on whether it's you're easier. rich or not i it's, don't think that's a fair statement because people work through yeah. problems every day they do. People work through shit every day and get therapy for their own childhood trauma, um, for their own healing. And, you know, sometimes it shows up in a positive way in their relationships, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it ends in 
divorced. They are two people that they did the work um, and it worked out for them. I saw something, you know, it's not perfect, but I think that was okay to demonstrate as well. It isn't perfect. And I think it's something they're still working on. And I think that's something when, you know, she keeps coming on saying, we're learning how to be friends. Like, I think they are working the, their way back to one another. And that is for them to, I mean, you know, it ain't she for said, everybody, um, but it's working August for was, them. She said August was the lesson that made the relationship stronger. Absolutely. Anecdotal, <laughs> as he should have been. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks really for buy, him. I don't really buy everything that's for sale. It's 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 it sucks for him because he was a young man. She's considerably older, and we know what that means. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is she considerably older than him though? About twenty. Jada, yeah. me and Jada in the same wheelhouse. <laughs> I, mean, I think she's forty. I don't think she was. I don't think she was too old for him, though. Well, it's still twenty-seven there's a, years there's old. A that's power dynamic. Twenty-something years. That's yeah. considerably older. Especially with the power dynamic and her being a mentor, not only a lover. It, that, she had no business. She had no business being a mentor. That's my issue with it. Well, she, you should have just fucked him. Yeah. Well, it it didn't start off that way. I think him and Jaden were friends. Yeah. He got sick, we know. So but she decided of to fuck it. And his bullshit, I am going to bring up Kiki Palmer and how she said, um, basically she said on Twitter that it was an issue, this all was an issue about boundaries. Um, and someone overstepping that boundary. And then somebody tweeted Kiki like, let me find the tweet. Because baby, if this motherfucking mouth, I would have to fight him. Me And Kiki, of course, there was a last word by Kiki. I saw it this morning. Okay. So anyway, she said, the thing is boundaries. Everybody doesn't need to know your business. That's not fake. It's honoring one's privacy. And somebody responded to that tweet with this you with a picture of her and August together in the car. <laughs> I love this is you. This you. <laughs> And she said, yes, girl, August was never my man. That's why you're still reaching to this day to figure out nothing. Out of fucking nowhere, here come August. <laughs> you absolutely he- right. I was never your man. You could possibly never, shorty. It seems you mad you got curved by your, by your friend. But, oh, I'm sorry, but your friends are the reason for that. They showed me an endless thread of text pictures of me that you sent, worried about who I date and begged me to not further disturb your mental stability. 
Oh, instability. My apologies. August. Sit your ass down. Shut up. It was no thing. It was. Now, granted, some can say that Kiki shouldn't say nothing. She shouldn't have. You're not in that. What are you commenting for? He you had ain't no, she had no business. Miss. She had no business saying nothing. He had no that. business saying he anything. He had. He had no business responding like that. But let me say this: she knows him. She knows goddamn well he was going to respond to that. That's my point. I agree. She knows him. You know he was going to get mad at that little itty bitty thing that you said talking about. I was not your man because this is him. a man. If you step on his shoe, he'll burn down the house. Like, yeah, I mean, if, does, if he if he rational. if he didn't really if he wasn't really on you like that, and then you sit up there and say that what that's not my man, then of course you're not surprised when he turns around and says that's right. You what? I mean, come on, he's a douchebag. Why is she getting you in? You know, y'all understand. got history. Then it's best that you could have paid it. Kiki was trying she, it. She likes However, to insert herself too, and that's fine. But he was well, trying. The Virgo. Another Virgo. She <laughs> must be heard. <laughs> so, and it, you know that, that has said, to be that has to come with maturity. You don't have to be heard all the time because sometimes no one's listening. Now I can say oh. that now because I'm grown, <clears throat> and but I had to learn the hard way. Like sometimes all that fucking talking, motherfucker, nobody be listening. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> well, he was okay. definitely listening. He was definitely listening. Yo, he was Daddy. listening. Like an evil. He was doing a... I heard y'all bitches was looking for me. Right. <laughs> he was right there. He was right there, ready. And ready to snap. What was said. And what was said. <laughs> it's a what was said moment. And I just wish she wouldn't have got in it. Even with what she I, said, it still don't justify that response, though. I don't give He gave like, a no. lot. Yeah, he gave a lot. And then, of course, Kiki came back. I was like, she just couldn't let it go. Talking about, oh, I could go on. You know, I could do, I could do way more. I could say way more. Don't do that. Just don't do that. that. Mind your business. You are now looking for work. Mind work your Kiki. business. Just mind your business. Work, Kiki. Kiki. You don't she need said, to be in some shit. Mind she said my your talent business. Says, she said my talent says more than my looks. Oh. <laughs> that was a that was a um that was a below the belt one, but that's fine. It was. But he went below the belt too, so pay. He it. sure did. Kiki got more talent in her fucking pinky finger than August got in his whole entire being. He needs to shut the fuck up. That's how why he had to rely on a dick tail. I'm telling you. <laughs> you running your mouth about every pussy your nose came close to. That you is ain't so got shit going on. Like, I hate a run tell that. I would have never. <laughs> okay. Next. Stop running your mouth. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations. The last thing I'm going to say about that, though, is <laughs> <laughs> people that. 
kiss and tell. <laughs> they do pussy shit like that because in real life they never really felt like they were worth it to begin. Exactly. They still surprised that they even got that pussy that they sitting there bragging about. Exactly. Yes. That's a, that's literally that's the, the, the makings of a run tell that. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. You that was hard to swallow for some <laughs> invisible guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you still dream. Me. You still dream. He's. You still dream about that puss. Here's the thing. August is still dreaming about that puss. You understand? He sure is. And you know that he number still changed, wants it. bitch. You know that number changed. You know that if he stepped <laughs> on that fucking gate, bitch, they got a picture of him at the security. Do not let this nigga in. <laughs> okay. He will never touch that pussy again. Child, he dating a bitch right now named Raider Lincoln Riff. Uh, <laughs> he's literally dating another bitch. Raider Lincoln. <laughs> Raider Lincoln. Raider Lincoln. Raider Lincoln Riff. He tried to find somebody it. else in her. Raider Lincoln. <laughs> Cool. Peter Binkett. Here's my Claire little girlfriend, Peter. Makeda Binkett. Okay. Or maybe Ray Smith. Ray Smith. Baby. Smith. I'm you mad. You'll never find that. Uh, it's the same way Safari ended up dating another fucking Nikki. Yes. Or remember the Kim Kardashian's ex-husband, the football player. Oh yeah, he went and got like some. He went to the motherland Armenia and and got a low-budget, big nose. Guess what? Guess what? I like his wife though. But does he? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, does he? I hate when I see that. I saw him on the show with somebody when you find a lookalike. That's so funny. I saw him on the show with her. She's so likable. I bet. She's different than Kim, though. She may look the same, but she's not the same as Kim. Mm. She's more cool. Like, she's relaxed. She's giving, you want me to roll you a blunt? Reserve. More reserve. (laughs) You want me to roll you a blunt? He was still fucking around on her, too. So, it's like, eh. Oh, wow. You don't use him? No. Oh, I don't think it's him. <coughs> I don't think it's him. Never did. He, he, when he, he was with him, him, I... Mm-mm. No. Anyway. Okay. Okay. We were talking about... Since we're talking about pussy, let's talk about Erica. Um, Erica who? <laughs> Erica. My girl, Erica Lanvin. We're going to start talking about <laughs> legendary... <laughs> Yes. Legendary on HBO Max. So, season one just ended. The finale is done. And the Supreme House, the winner of the $100,000 for those who should have seen it at this point, was the House of Balmain. Yes. The House of Balmain. Come on through, Balmain. 
or Congratulations. Balmain. Balmain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that, by the way. It's Beaumont. Yeah, but you know the Americans always switch it. It's terrible. Like they did, um, like they did Louboutin. Baton. <laughs> when you call Louis Baton, someone always says, "Hello, Louis Vuitton." Well, I'm no. talking about Christian Louboutin, the the hill. That's what I'm talking about. Christian. They be saying, they be saying Louboutin. Louboutin. Oh fuck that! I heard it just say. <laughs> I you heard a bitch say Louboutin. Louboutin. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too. I've heard I that too. honey. The Americans, Louboutin. they just pay it and do what they want with Foul. it. They, that's, what, that's what they do. Anyway. You gotta pay it. They won $100,000. Congratulations to them. Um, what did you guys yes. think about the finale? The Stima, Stima, that. Semi-finals and also the finale. What did you guys think? Let's start with you, Lyrical Mark. Oh, well, I liked how meaty the last two episodes were. I yeah. kind of feel like they gave you um, more, opportun more opportunity for competition in the meaty parts of ballroom that I like to see. I liked mm -hmm. how going towards the end of the season, they, they did the hand part um, specifically. Um, and it just seemed like there was more performance on the last two episodes, which yeah. is, you know, I think a little bit greedy as a viewer, but I think that most people want to see more voguing. And I feel like I kind of got that in the last two episodes. I was like satisfied by the end of the season. If I had not, I would have read and said, no, bitch, there needs to be more voguing. But they gave more vogue, period. So I like that. Um, the fact that they didn't have a crowd the last episode was kind of a um, a buzzkill. But I do think that they did well under the circumstances. It's, it's, it's performing with no crowd is different. So I tried to keep that in mind when I was watching the performances. No shade. Mm -hmm. When you don't have a crowd, it's a little bit dry. So all the energy that you get comes from within. So, um, you know, I'm just glad that they got to have the outfits that they needed to have to express themselves and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was cute. I thought the House of Balmain um, did well. I thought the House of Bonbon did well. I mean, it was kind of those, one of those moments where you didn't know who was going to get it. And I like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I liked it. I can't wait for season two. I do. Yeah. I, I, I'm, and I'm a critic, and I don't really have much negative to say, except for some of the editing during the voguing categories, because my brother Deshaun commentates down, and I know he'd be on beat, but y'all made him off beat yes, with y'all editing. Absolutely. So that's all. I caught that too. I'm like, Deshaun is off beat consistently. He's an excellent host. And I'm He's like, an that's excellent commentator. Yeah, that's not him. That's them. It's not, it's his not him. Period. I know it's not him. And it's different and because I you know with him because when Michaela smoke spoke into the mic, it was offbeat from the rest of his stuff too. So I knew for sure. And then you know, in real life, like it's different when you you hear them like the commentators commentating to the ha. It's different. 
a lot of times in real ballroom, um, when the commentators are commentating, you know, I guess the performer has the option to vote to the, the chant or the beat. Or the There's beat. always right. a debate. There's a debate as to what you should be <laughs> performing to. Right. There's a big debate about that. Like, should be you before performing? It is no Canada? debate. It's either or. or. It's either or. <laughs> it's either or. It's <laughs> For me. For me. But Deshaun yeah. is a lovely commentator. That is not a representation of how he really gets down in, right. you know, real ballroom life. I think they need to, like, separate his audio and, like, then layer it over the actual battle. That way it's still in sync, possibly. I don't know. It just needs to be better. I just hate the music. Like, I'd rather hear the ha. I'd, I'd love to hear some of the things that... I don't know. It's just... It's a double-edged sword. I didn't mind the other music. I just mind their editing his commentation. My thing is, yeah. if y'all want this amount of time of a battle, then a lot that amount of time. Because That's to me, it going live and straight would be more authentic. And that would be better for the person who doesn't know ballroom and the person who knows ballroom. Why are y'all doing all of this editing? I saw... I saw the female figures dipping off beat, and that's not possible. They didn't dip off beat. It's not possible. I know mm -hmm. they didn't dip off beat. Y'all did that. Mm -hmm. Y'all made it go on the beat. Y'all wanted it to go to because there was a good reaction from the judge. No, fuck that. Right. Show her dip, the beat that she dipped on, and then show the judge reaction in the bottom of the screen. Get it right. together. Get it together. When they do the, I swear, when they do those battle performances, I don't even think whatever music they're playing, for us, the audience at home, I don't even think DJ Mike Q is playing that. <laughs> I don't even think he's playing that. Wow, that's a big statement. I don't know. It's just I didn't me. mind I the know. music. I just minded that they were editing Deshaun's um, natural commentation. Like, that's the magic of the ball. Like, you're okay, editing okay, the magic. Okay, okay keep going. We, 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 sorry. Oh, we got off topic. I'm we sorry. Took we took up a conversation. <laughs> but no, I actually thought that the actual the last three episodes were really good. Yes, I enjoyed I the last three. Um, but yes, they were so meaty. Um, the competition was higher. Yeah, I like what I saw. The production so I, I feel like they all evolved. Especially in those last two episodes, I was like, "Oh my God, these these girls really have stepped it up." Yeah. Um, I enjoyed. I, I literally enjoyed every category: hand performance, the runway, the performance, the hands, the face, body. Even was yeah. kind of cute. Yeah, mm -hmm. everything was cute. Um, and I just think that I said this on Facebook, but all of these girls should be, and boys and men. I'm sorry, should be proud of their work that they put on yeah. the show. Their contributions, their entertainment value that they created is what got this show renewed. Okay? Not the judges, not the commentators, you as performers. So yeah. whether you were there for a short time or long time, all of your contributions um, <coughs> gave chance for a next generation to come do this show too. 
Yep. It, it, it made the ballroom community proud too. They did an excellent oh, job. Yeah. I think I have to echo um, Emery's statements. I think those last three episodes were just pure gold. Like it was exciting. It was compelling. The stories, the strategy, the tension, the drama. You know, yeah. it is. Is it perfect? No, it's not. Is it an accurate, accurate representation of ballroom? Um, at times, it's at close. times, it's as close as it's ever been. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Yes, it's close, and it definitely gave you some moments of that. What happens in real I, I ballroom? I want this. I want this. Some coins. I want it. Let's be clear, but I want to make this statement that, first of all, TV has to be controlled. Ballroom is literally madness. Uncontrolled, freestyle madness. It is. (laughs) You will never get actual ballroom or TV because it's It is unpredictable. It is anarchistic. It is raw. Everything about it. And the battling... (laughs) The voguing, the commentating, what people say and do, everything is, is unpredictable. a lot of things. So it's you a lot can't of things. have literal ballroom on TV. Because no. It's just... um, not in that format. <laughs> not that, no. Not in that I have format. To, I like the ball roach a little bit better in these episodes. To me, he was a little bit more humble. Um, yeah, he's been in the I past. Um, uh, yeah, I like him too. That's just an that's observation. I, no, um, he softened up. And making the stallion was on the verge of tears the whole episode. I lived for it. He's so <laughs> because sweet. She, I, because she gets it. She gets it now. I, I mean, really she, got After she goes to a real ball, she'll get it more, but she gets there. It's giving. This is what like I do. She said that. You know, I learned a lot by being on this show, and if this is what ballroom is, then I want to be a part of it. <laughs> and she incorporated that okay. into her performance, and it was fabulous. And mm-hmm. I also want to say that Deshaun, you know, the icon Deshaun and the icon Naomi, that opening number is oh, literally yeah. what ballroom is all about. Yeah, You want to know everything. what ballroom is about? You want to talk about precision. You want to talk about hitting those dips and that Michaela. You want to talk about choreo. You want to talk about presentation and confidence. That is really, that was like an encapsulation in one choreographed number of what ball, the essence of ballroom truly is when you talk about performance. That performance was stellar. They are, they look like two seasoned professionals, which they are. And it was mm-hmm. absolutely fabulous. And if you look yeah. at Naomi, <laughs> she's smiling throughout because that's mm-hmm. what she loves to do. That is what they love to do. And those two get paid internationally to not only teach it, but do it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, As they should. It's, it's fabulous. Yeah. And thank God it's that duo. Yeah. 
Big Sean and Leomi are the perfect duo for that show. They are. Yes. And Leomi, I heard that she was getting booed a lot. Um, And she got booed on the show a lot this season. Guess what? I hope she gets booed even more next season. Yes. Contracts <laughs> You know, honestly, those girls, I don't think that they were feeling any kind of way about Leomi's comments. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. To me, she was pretty fair. Um, I thought she was pretty I fair. I enjoyed her critiques. I look forward to her critiques yeah. because I think it was an authentic voice. Yeah, exactly. She's giving, I'm going to give it to the person I feel like deserves it. Bong. Like, that, that, <laughs> I feel like this is it tonight. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. It's really no different from when she would would be judging a regular ball. Whoa. She's a well, stickler. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She said things. one time, one time she said, I like clean performance, so I'm going to go with, I said, word. I said, I'm going to go with Cheyenne. <laughs> I like clean performance. First of all, Cheyenne and that soft and cunt, honey, she can soft and cunt for me anytime. Any day. Any day. Anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want to ask this as we wrap it up. To me, some of the realest things about this show as a whole was Little James, Laomi, Erica. And, uh, and Erica. And so <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm so happy to have the opportunity to interview her today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's be- I'm eager to hear her aftermath. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I mean, I have something to say. I would, I would urge anyone who is listening, like when the world opens back up, if you ever get a chance to go to a real ball, I suggest that you do that. Um, this is about unless you're more, in St. Louis. It's about more than <laughs> you know, just performance and voguing. This is about you know, first and foremost, a safe space for this community to thrive and have fun, dance, flirt have fun, you know, just be who you who you want to be um, safely. Secondly, this is about having heart. This is about the cream of the crop as well, you know, in fashion, in, in all sorts of industries, you know, converging for one night for everyone to just look and feel good. I urge everybody, if you can make it to a ball, go it's not like tv it's different these kids um practice um people pay a lot of money for these effects there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that you don't see on tv that are actually you know all a part more of the experience <laughs> you know more what i mean it's just more than <laughs> it's more than just performance this is about something way deeper and I love it. That's and, why I'm a fan. And she's talking to the straight niggas too. Yeah. 
absolutely. I'm talking to everybody. This is, you know, ballroom is something created by, you know, black people. And it should be respected more more than it is. You know, we're always making we're something there. out of nothing. We're always I think making we're getting something there. out of nothing, and we don't get credit for it. And I think it's time that you know people get credit. Uh huh. Yeah, legendary was that. Yeah, legendary was what it was. Season two on the way. Okay. Well deserved. And I can't wait. And I, <laughs> I, who, I'm excited to see whoever's on this part of the cast. Yeah. All right. Y'all ready to get hit? Oh, yeah. Getting some hit. Oh, Somebody yeah. getting hit? What? Let's relax. Wow. Wait, are we getting hit? It's been a while. Ready. We haven't done that in a while. Who no. is it? Who deserves hit this week? Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Well, what I will say about this, this person is he has long dreads. Yes. And I'm going to say long. You're a fan so of what? He's straight. But so is spaghetti until it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> the person deserving of hit this week is consciously. Yes. Yes. Please need some motherfucking hit. <laughs> he do. Chocolate. <laughs> that smile. That. In that that whole He's cute. yeah that Kara yeah plus he's smart <laughs> I'm mean, yeah. very smart and that's what I want to focus on like I like the way he thinks and how he speaks uh, but this is inspired by he's been checking Chef Robel since day one for his trans Robel Robel he gonna be Robel today Robel <laughs> I like that actually. Robell. Because that bell ain't rung in a long time. Okay. Uh, uh, he was saying some, some transphobic bullshit about trans women again. And he tried to clear himself up and, like, well, no, I have friends that are trans and da 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 da. And what you're saying can cause, can get trans women killed and all this bullshit. All because consciously said that trans women are women and straight men, straight cis men are mad that they are attracted to trans women and they're blaming it on trans women. Yeah. I thought that was such a good point. I thought that was an I, excellent point. It is not just their had fault this conversation with that you're Mika. attracted to them. Yeah, Mika just said this. We just said this a few shows ago. So to hear him say it, I was like, boom. It don't take fucking rocket science for a decent person with a decent mind to understand this very simple idea. Yeah. <clears throat> but he been on his ass. 
he been he been making clapback videos back and forth. Um, and, and I like it because he does walls clap. <laughs> you, mean, you mean your jaw? You mean your jaws clap? This is head, Ooh. not okay. Not fine, anal. fine. Uh, we won't go that far. <laughs> oh no, he's taking him to task <laughs> literally at every turn because Chef Roble insists on being loud oh, and wrong. Yeah. And um, Roble. you know, he had to call him out. Actually, he made some long posts about his right to be with a biological woman. Yeah, first of all, shut the fuck up. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Period. Shut the fuck up. Right. That's number one. <laughs> number two, and for the trans woman who shall not be named on this show, who Ugh. ran to his defense. Girl, and I say this lovingly, he was co-signing your death. I don't care how fucking pretty you are, bitch. I don't care how passable you are. He co-signed your death by making a statement or, you know, like implying that trans women keep secrets and, you know, people get killed over that. So are you saying that you're okay with it? They should get killed because they're tricking people? Right. Young lady, that's not the type of friend you should have. And you shouldn't want somewhat, some male attention so bad that you would come to the, come to the aid or defend someone that's really um, perpetuating ideas about trans women being killed because they're keeping a secret. That is dangerous. And you helping him perpetuate that, hiding behind your beauty and your possibility is not fucking cool. Some trans women have this um, level of cognitive di dissonance when it comes to them being able to, you know, pass in society and be deemed beautiful by straight cis men. It's like you're leaving your other sisters who don't have those two things behind. It's not cool. Period. And let me tell you something. Passable and beautiful trans women have also fucking died. Yep. At the hands of a nigga that you're the same type of nigga you're defending. Yep. Consciously is really doing a service because as a straight cis man, he is, you know, letting another straight cis man know what time it is. Yep. And thoroughly explained. Exactly. If you can't, at every if you can't point. Look, if you can't look at his video and get it after that, you're you a just a damn fool. And, and after that last one. Chef Robel, Chef Robel did not respond <laughs> because every point was refuted properly. Yep, period. He dissected the fuck out of that. Um, but yeah, we see this type of logic time and time again of 
well, they were nice to me, so they're not transphobic. Or he wasn't racist towards me, so he's not racist. Stop the bullshit. You, your one experience with this person does not make him an exception. Or it doesn't make it impossible for him still to say some dumb shit. Child, she's just talking to him because one night he gave her a wink and she thought she was somebody. Yes, because I watched, let me tell you something. I watched um, Chef Roblane's show a long time ago. I watched this show too. And And this trans woman that came to his aid is definitely in keeping with his type. Every woman he dated on that show looked like the same trans woman that came to his defense. Yep. Once again, he was probably attracted to her. I know he was. She's beautiful. And he has the right. He has the <laughs> right. Well, fuck him. And I'm glad somebody more beat came to explain. Exactly. <clears throat> somebody ain't real, even that fine. Somebody... Child, shut the fuck up. I don't even know if you can put that's not you wouldn't put fine there. Exactly. He's not fine at all. He's just chef whatever his name is. You're just a black chef, you know, who's a little bit, you know, different. Chef <laughs> popular. Right, he's popular and I think he's popular. He gives some he gives some like fancy party here. Like, fuck him. Yeah. I hope I don't see the Obamas talking about him anymore. Because well, he's, he's transphobic. This is not about Robelais. This is about consciousness. <laughs> Robelais. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not at all. This is about that, um, that boy with the dreadlocks. And yes, the chocolate, this is about and the Mr. Chocolate skin And the chocolate this lips. The chocolate lips. About don't leave that nigga, out. Okay. This about the nigga with the dreadlocks that need to lock my jaw, bitch. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Dread. Baby. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All I got is one word. When you ain't gave nobody head in a long time. <laughs> All I got is one word. Uh, oh, what is it? Milk. <laughs> God, <no. laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Sucking that dick like I'm churning butter on a fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. A mess. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. But on a serious note, I don't even want people to assume that this man is gay or anything of the sort just because he spoke up. Which of course. Gay. And you know right. the ones that are calling him gay are gay men. I don't know what that's about. I have well, no both. idea. They're they oppressed. There are gay people that are complicit. And then there are other fucking straight people that may never going to change. But it's just like, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be that person. 
Don't be that person. Don't be that guy. Now, him being trans attracted, well, I don't know, like, we're not gonna even gonna use that term no more. Yeah, we're because that connotates something negative. Yeah, we're yeah. not gonna use that no more. Because if but trans him, women are women, him, they just women. Him openly acknowledging that he does not, um, it's not discriminated or excludes trans women for him being straight, you know, I'm I'm all for that, okay? Yeah. He's saying, listen, I'm straight. I like women. So I like trans women too. Maybe he's been attracted to a trans woman before. Maybe he's attracted to women. He didn't know. I mean, people do research. Not everybody But just... it's, it's not, like somebody asked me, like, are you attracted to trans men? And I said, I'm attracted to men. <laughs> like it's not I'm attracted to men. Trans men are men. So what the it's We got hard. a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy your head. Yes. Yes. Cause it's three cause there's three people giving it. And I won't leave no lipstick on it like somebody else on this line. Well her red lip. And if you need me to pull out my motherfucking plastic fork because you need your salad sauce, let me know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about that life. Oh, yeah. That black booty hole. Oh, you know it's all one color. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. And the hair is moderate. Oh. (laughs) I can take, I can take the little hair I can take. Do y'all like hair or no hair? I don't mind. I don't mind a little bit. I don't mind a little bit. It has flavor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's something. I like smooth, feminine kind of booties. And then I also like masculine, hairy butt. A man, yeah. So, yeah, um, it depends on my taste. Variety. I don't like a hairy butt. I like a moderate hair, but if okay, it got I hair, guess we've hairy, had this discussion before, Martin. There are levels to hairy. Men yeah. hair, like moderate now, hair on bush ass. hairy, like to the point that I don't even see skin. It's just giving this hair. <laughs> I can't be. I can't Goodbye. <laughs> it happens. Goodbye. It happens. Oh, this is happening to me right now. And I don't know how those people wear and I don't know how those people wear underwear. Because when you have so much hair and you're wearing underwear, that underwear oh, is yeah. constantly pulling at every single fucking hair that's down there. So those hair motherfuckers, I yeah. gag at you. Well, I'm Goodbye. doing Africa right now and bitch, I'm experiencing that. So stop talking. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Well, Enjoy your hair consciously, and I'm always willing to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Me too. Me three.
So now we're back for our special guest, a quickie with Erica Lavin. You know, yes. I've been waiting for this moment. Lavin. <laughs> mother of all mothers. The mother, darling, the mother. How are you, my love? I'm great. I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Good. Happy to have you. So, have you been doing a lot of interviews lately, or have you been taking it easy? I have. I've been interviewing with people all around the world already. Wow. Don't, well, yeah. I mean, you're the breakout star of the show, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's been telling you that, right? <laughs> the mother of all mothers, honey. <laughs> I know, okay. I was watching, I kept on saying, like, the realest part of this show to me is Laomi, Little James, and most of all, Erica. <laughs> Period, honey, because we bought we bought you real ballroom. We're gonna exactly. give you the real, because we really are ballroom. I, what I love is like you never at one point sugarcoated anything that you have to say. Like your commentary and the sidelines, um, and the you know, and the, the moments in between the balls and the scenes and the black and white. <laughs> so I'm guessing you were very comfortable behind the scenes. Can you talk a little bit about your experience doing the show? Um, well, coming into the show, I was a little nervous because all I, all I could think about was, girl, you got to get out there and vogue. And I'm not no voguer. I don't not <laughs> vogue. No, I know how to dance, but vogue is a, a, a style of dance that I've never, like, tried to master. So I was nervous. But once some cameras start rolling, baby, I got every bitch, you the girl. Get out there. <laughs> right. You are the girl. Yeah. Well, you're more than qualified. I, I, you've been involved in for some time. So when did you actually get started and how did you go about getting started? Uh, I've been in ballroom for over 20 years now. I um, started, my first ball ever was in 2001. Mm. Okay. Yes, I started walking balls back in 2001. My first ever category was Butch Queen up in drag realness. Come on. The first okay. night I walked that, it was at the Y, downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> the World Trade Center had just dropped, honey. Oh, and wow. All right. And I yeah, moved, 2001. And I that was your start-off category. And then along the way, um, you dabbled in others. What were some of those two? Um, okay, after Butch Queen and Drag's realness, I moved on to Fem Queen realness. And then I seen the girls, the bells of the balls, the Fem Queen face girls. I said, baby, I want to be the bell of the ball, darling. So I said, mm -hmm. so around 2005, it's the very first time I walked Fem Queen face. Really? Yes. Okay. And that, that had to be the POCC ball. The very first time I was a Zion, a, a Zion at the time. I always I remember the POCC balls because only the baddest of bitches can remember the POCCs. Those are yeah. some of my favorites. <laughs> I actually was just watching one of the POCCs from like outside where, um, with Christina and Deja and all yes. of them. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was a legendary one. That one right there in the park. Yeah, yes, I think that was actually 04 though, I think. So 
you've been doing this for a while. Now, at this point, people are looking up to you as a mother. You've been doing this for so many years. But who are some of the people that you looked up to when you came into the game? When I first came in, um, my very first gay mother was Monica Angel. She walked runway and fashion categories. That's, I looked up to her. I looked up to my auntie, Sanaya and um, Kelly. Those are some of the girls I looked up to. And Jack. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I actually can see all of this. I mean, you a fashionista, the staff. Um, it's only a, a few people that give me like them queen energy as of today. And baby, you keep your hope alive. <laughs> Definitely. I live for Sanaya because she always gave that fem queen energy. And yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's my vibe. I, I, I'm a fem queen, yeah. baby. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love that you, I love that you love Spain. <laughs> yes. And I just and I just want to say, um, Erica is at a dance rehearsal right now. So oh God, that's so why sorry. it's okay. We're glad you're talking, but I just want to tell the viewers my what's schedule going on. is so conflicted right now. Like I, I had to do this one for you guys, but I still yeah. doing dance rehearsals. I know you guys can hear the music in the back. Oh my God. It's fine. It's, okay. it's fine. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that makes sense, the, the people that you looked up to. Okay, and then with you being a fashionista, I think you started walking like that stress as a recent or streetwear, right? Um, streetwear. But I can do okay. best dress and I can do labels as well. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. but, um, my first time walking high fashion streetwear was just recent at the um, uh, porcelain ball. Oh, yes, yes, the, the yes. Blue ball in October. Yes. Uh -huh. I think you won. Okay. Excuse me? You won that night, right? No, I didn't win. I was the last battle with Lucy Lou Khan. What? Yeah. Okay. I actually just posted a picture on my Instagram for those who want to see But it's not more. about the win, baby. It's the moment. It's mm -hmm. always there was about a moment, the man. moment. I was definitely there for that. So speaking of moments, you've made many on the show, Legendary. Y'all won Superior House four times on the show. So I want to know, like, what was going through your mind as you was getting all of these wins? Like, did Well, after the third win, I said, baby, we have this competition in the bag. This is ours. <laughs> we have more wins than the rest. We won more grand prizes than the rest. We won more cash prizes than the rest. Um, there was no way possible anybody can beat us out. It was only nine balls. We won four of them. Right. So That's at impressive. that moment, after that fourth superior trophy, I said to my kids, I said, we got this. All we need to do is just grab the coin and go. Mm. Yeah. And secure yeah. the bag. Pretty much. <laughs> so we only got to see, like, part of the show. Like, like you know, the finished product, really. How much of, like, your own creativity went into, like, the styling, the choreography? Um, well, a lot, of, a lot of the styling for my house was, all the styling for my house was me. When they said, Ooh. when they told us the theme of the ball, I would go and I would create this uh, vision board or lookbook. And I would say, So you conceptualized everything? Yes. And I'll Work. take it to the I'll take it to the actual stylist that they have mm -hmm. on the show, and I, I'll give them my ideas, and they and they 
created right there. Oh, so wow. from episodes one all the way through nine was all me. I styled everything. I believe it. <laughs> I mean, wow. literally, I didn't see you wear anything that was outside of your character. Like it was like this is my territory. Period. And what? And what? And how enjoy? How? Uh, how much did you enjoy having somebody just make what you wanted them to make? Oh my God, like that's, that's like a, a chance that's, that's like one in a million. I mean, you have, these, the, you have these fab designers here, these stylists here. Baby, take advantage of that. Yeah. Take advantage yeah. of that. And that's what I did. And I used, my, I used that right there and I said, I'm going to go crazy. Every time they tell me, come up with an idea, I'm going to give them an idea. I can't imagine <laughs> how that must have been. You didn't have to think about a coin. Nothing. Just getting right. me the effect. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, but you also, um, you just said that you do some choreography. So were you helping out with like the dances and the things that y'all were doing on stage? Yes. Um, see, with my team, we all, we all put our, we all put our ideas together. We will come okay. up with choreo together. We yeah. all did so, that. We all put our hands in that. Was Tanisha there in auxiliary capacity? Like she was just there to help or? Um, Tanisha was just there to look. Tanisha, Courtney, and Arturo was there to like look oh, over okay. what we came up with and tell Got us it. if the spacing was right, if it was going to fit right on camera. That's what they were there for. But the choreo was all ours. So y'all pretty much have full creative control. Definitely. Awesome. No, but that's, I have another question because um, you said that you're not really a vulgar. Were you intimidated at first, like knowing that you had to go outside your wheelhouse? I, I wouldn't say I was intimidated because I'm a femme queen. At the end of the day, my <laughs> energy is always going to my energy is always going to supersede anything. Right. So right. when they said vogue, vogue started with femme queens. Period. So yeah. I know it's just a movement. It's just a staff. It's just the elegance and the poise of whatever you're going to do and bring on that floor. I knew I was going to be able to do that. But I was, right. I'm not a master at that. Right. No, I've seen you cut. I would not, okay, for those who haven't seen, she posted a video on Facebook. And she gave us a little baby hand. <laughs> okay. I get, I get you, you do enough. Oh, baby, after the show, I feel like I can walk any category now. I want to yes. walk runway. I want to walk everything now. <laughs> so this show does that. It's kind of like, okay, you can't be in your comfort zone. Like, you got to break outside of that and do some other stuff. So would you have done anything differently? Because... Um, did they pick the teams for you, or did, did was it like a casting? Oh no, no, no! Oh. I would, I, I wouldn't do anything differently. My team was the perfect team. We chose our team. We chose our team, and our team was. I feel like our team was the mega team because we had people. Yeah. All five of us was able to dibble and dabble in all the categories that they was asking for. You know, like you have a you had a team there that only had all Vogue people on their team. That's why yeah. they didn't go so far in the competition. So would you say that is some advice that you would give people to, that are participating in the next season? Yes, the advice that I'm gonna give to everyone that's gonna be participating for season two, when you're creating your team, make sure you create a versatile team, a team of five that's going to be able to do 
multiple categories. It's not just Vogue. It's not right. just Vogue. It's not just runway. You're going to have to step out of your box, baby. Okay. So at any point after all winning all of these things, was there any point where you felt like, okay, it's too obvious for us to win? Is there like anyone in power possibly not gunning for us anymore or they don't want us to get the trophy? Did you feel like that happened with anybody? Yes, I, I, I actually did. I was like, okay, we done won all these superior trophies. We won more cash than all the houses. To make great TV, you have to have the underdog story. So they're not going to, I, I knew they weren't going to let us win that. They had to let the underdog win the competition overall because that's what makes great TV. You understand? Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, was wow. there ever a moment where you felt like there were specific things done to, to hinder your performance? Yes. Oh my God. They tried to sabotage us many times. I don't want to speak about it. <laughs> No, but you they, don't have to. But they did. But they did. They did like outfits, like um episode the semifinals, um episode seven, where mm -hmm. we teamed up with the House of Gorgeous Gucci. They told me I couldn't have two different outfits. I was walking two different categories. I walked the um the one face, one runway, one bow category, and then I came out with for the mother, the uh, parents versus right. parent category. And I you see, I had the same outfit on. I just had a headpiece to cover my hair. Right. So I think that was sabotage because why didn't I have two different outfits? And that was one of the critiques the judges gave. Like, okay, I wish uh, I think Mother Erica should have switched it up a little, but it was it wasn't up to me. Yeah, it wasn't up to you. It's outside of your power. Yes. Wow. But even with all that said and done, obviously, <laughs> let's be real. You feel like you should have won, right? The whole competition. Um, I feel like I should have won. The world feel like I should have won. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't feel like we lost. I mean, we had, may not have left with the hundred thousand dollars, and the um, we have, we didn't get crowned the legendary children, but mm -hmm. the world see us as winners. Absolutely. My social media, all over my social, I have people from all around the world and DMing me, crying, saying. They, you were robbed. I feel like, no, we weren't robbed because you guys noticed us. And we did this for the community. We did this for the culture. We weren't robbed. We wasn't there for the coin. We was just there for the culture. Right. But, yes, we should have won the show. <laughs> I mean, y'all won a lot of money still. Yeah. Um, did you feel like the House of Balmain, like, did, they, did you feel that they were even worthy of being in the top four, in your opinion? Um, well, the House of Bourmain should have went home episode two when they battled the, when they was in the bottom with the House of West because I feel like um, Wilma West she voted yeah, over uh, Jamari Bourmain. So I don't oh. I don't know maybe I, I felt like HBO maybe was keeping the Bourmains for a reason I don't know don't don't quote me on this but right. that's how I felt. Well, you, like you said, TV, they love the underdog story. So maybe, oh, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so enough about that. It was one particular moment on the show where, you know, they, they're always trying to create these stories to get to know the characters and the castmates better. You have one moment where you spoke about when you were incarcerated yeah. and your experience in the prison. 
how was it like sharing that with the world? Like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm okay. an open book. I like to, I like to like share my experiences with people so that the younger girls coming up behind me, they can know which direction to go. You know, yeah. so I felt yeah. like that was right then and there. That was a platform for me to share what what I went through during that dark time of my life. So I love that platform that I was able to speak about that. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, Erica. I'm sorry, Marcus. I have to tell you, Erica. I thought it was very brave of you to do that. I actually remember. Um, when you when that happened to you, Kelly, Nicole, all these people mm -hmm. were rallying people on your behalf on Facebook, on social media. It was everywhere. Yeah. Caesar was tweeting it. I mean, Caesar had it on his page. Um, Janet Mock was Janet yeah. Mock. I mean, you know, people don't think about the experiences of trans women. That's number one. Number two. They also don't think about what might happen if, if a trans woman is incarcerated. And right. I know for a fact you were in danger. Definitely. And, and I know when I saw you, I don't know what your pop-out ball was, but I remember being so fucking happy to see you <laughs> dolled up, ready. You know My pop-out ball, like, it had to be the... Um, Amongst the people. Pride. I think it was yes. the ballroom pride. Oh. Ballroom pride. I was there. Yeah. Yes. yes. I was so happy to see you because that was a dark time. And I remember being, you know, just scared for you. Yes. I, I remember being, you know, like, damn, this is not a game. And for you to share that with everybody, I think that was a, it was a pivotal moment, even in the show. You showed so much courage. You Most really definitely. did. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah. No, thank you. Um, yeah. But did you did you share that? You shared it because you wanted to, right? Yes, I shared it because I wanted to. They didn't ask me because they didn't know anything about that. I just mm -hmm. felt like that was the at, at that moment, right then and there, during whatever we was talking about. I felt like that was the moment for me to share that with my children, how I was feeling yeah. about that situation. Mm-hmm. No, it was important. So, and I think important. you got your point across. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what no. I was gonna ask, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, is that, I mean, I don't wanna put any pressure on you, but for any trans women out there, do you have a message that you may wanna give out to them, maybe? Yes, um, to all my trans women out there, I want you girls to know that we are being seen. We are going to be seen. We're always going to be seen because we're here. And um, just follow your heart. The sky is the limit, baby. Don't ever give up on anything. <laughs> Thank you. I hear that. <laughs> right. Words to live by. Yes. And, and the, the people also want to know, um, but how's love like treating you? Are you single? Mm. Oh, me no. <laughs> single? Um, well, my relationship is like we kind of like Will and Jada, honey. Like we just do what we do. Ooh. Uh, we just do oh, what wow. we do. 
because y'all know. No, I'm a listen, butch queen. that's I'm a, very grown. It's grown. Yes, I'm. A, listen, I'm a butch queen girl. Like I, I'm into the butch queen. I love the butch queen. Everything about Word. the butch queen. And um, <laughs> me and my butch queen, we have this. We have this. This vibe. We, we will and Jada, darling. You do what you okay. do. I do what I do. But we want to respect each other. Grown. I don't want details, but I do want to know, like, have y'all both established, like, certain rules, or is it more like an open, free space for y'all to do what y'all want to do? Say that again? Is it like a, do, have y'all, like, both communicated and established, established a lot of rules? Or is it more like a free-for-all? Um, well, we both communicated and we established, like, what it's going to be and what it is. Right. The do's and don'ts. <laughs> yes, period. We both respect each other so much. And what it is. When it's my time, it's my time. When it's your time, it's your time. Boom. Uh, <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a fan of that. I've always been. Um, and now I'm even more a fan of you. I love how you think. I love how you are. <laughs> And I really appreciate you coming and sharing this time with us. I appreciate us. you guys having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just my my schedule is so busy right now. I'm sorry y'all got you guys caught me at rehearsals with this loud no. music. I'm no. so happy you, you made a word. <laughs> <laughs> you said you did what needed to be done. I did what right. needed to be done. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Okay, thank You're you. Thank you so much. Okay. Come back anytime. Anytime. Right. Whenever you guys want me, just reach out. We will. <laughs> I will. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you again.